Lisa Lowry, along with Raphael, aka Rafi Downey Jr. I couldn't think of any other sober celebrities. Oh God, I used to have such a crush on that guy, and then sober. Meh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a crush on him. Him and uh, Val Kilmer, I think, were my my childhood crushes. I'm, all, I'm sure you're going to totally agree with me. Uh, let's welcome our guest from the north. Welcome, Toby. Hello, aka Tim Carter. No, just kidding. I'm not, him, but good for him. <laughs> How are you enjoying? Are you the first Canadian to get the legacy shirt? No, I don't believe so. Oh, I don't think so. Didn't I Did Mika get her? One. You Maybe know, mine arrived I, first. I don't know if she has hers yet. As I don't. Uh, if she does, I, I don't know about it, but I think she ordered it first. She, I believe she ordered it first because uh, when I ordered mine, you said, oh, the second Canadian to, to get the Oh, legacy. that's right. So, yeah, I think after she told me that she ordered hers, I called you and Hansy out. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time I heard the call out, I had already ordered it, so it worked out well. So two thirds of... For Canadian listeners, have shirts. That's perfect. Uh, well, what have you been up to, Toby? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, you know, same old, really. Work and uh, school is started again, so the kids, it's a fairly routine, as I'm sure you are feeling. It's like kids are in school, and the school that I work at is full of kids, so it's uh, back to normal, boring life. Summer is over, essentially. <laughs> Hallelujah, summer, summer. Yeah. So, Toby, do you yes. have any shout-outs for us? Uh, well, a shout-out to both of you hosts and uh, Rafi for designing the shirt that I just got and Emily for making it. And shout-out to Whitney, who is my new friend on Facebook. And she's cool, so shout-out to her. Yay! I know she's going to be recording on here at some point this week or this month, so that'll be cool. I didn't get to talk to her the last time she was on. Uh, and yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's always fun to talk to new people. Mm-hmm. Little Rafi, shout outs. Boy, let's see. Uh, shout out first and foremost to Tim Carter for taking up the spot and then surpassing me. Uh, he pledged a hundred dollars on Patreon, which it's like good for him. Yeah. Uh, shout out whoever he is, by the way. Um, shout out to Rachel for getting me a very coveted Hyam pick at the Hyam concert on Wednesday. Um, also, shout out to Brit. Megan's Brit is coming back to Denver. She's going to have a private show, and me and Rachel are going to that. So shout out to her. Don't even know if she listens to this, but Megan does. So, uh, And then shout out to 
everyone who has purchased the shirt yet again. It is crazy that I see people who I've never heard of talking about how they either want the shirt or already bought the shirt. Can't wait for fucking PodFest. I'm going to harass yes. all of you. <laughs> and I cannot wait. The legacy tour. <laughs> I think that people need to start. I love that, uh, Toby, that you posted a picture. And a lot of people have been posting pictures of themselves in their shirts. I have still yet to even try mine on. I'm like, okay, tomorrow or today for sure. Uh, but we need to do the hashtag legacy club. Because that's, that's what we are. And then PodFest, we're going to represent. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing my Sharpies, I'm signing shirts, I'm signing boobs, I'm signing your face, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to set up a table there? I'm going to wander from... Just just carry a table with you? (laughs) And a folding chair on my back, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just set up shop wherever. It's doable. If you act as if you're famous, people will believe it. Yeah, I'm gonna wear my uh, my VIP all access badge from uh, Megan's festival, and you know, just people they won't even notice I'm not supposed to be there. Oh, that's not bad. I have a couple of Twin Peaks badges from the festival. The last one said FBI. I swear there was one person that posted and said that they thought they thought they were really from the FBI. I'm like, what imbeciles? <laughs> With a picture of stupid Christabel on mine, like. Oh. Uh, I mean, not so stupid. She's great. My shout out uh, to two of our really supportive fans. It's Paul E. Sorry, at Paul E. Eleven thirty eight. Paul, shout out to you, Paul, and shout out to you, Scott Marquez. Hopefully, you're all caught up and your road trip went well. Uh, my third shout out is again to Becky. I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook, but she nominated this podcast for this. Now, this podcast movement, did you guys see it? Oh, yeah, I just saw that uh, before we started recording. So I know nothing about what that is or what it means, but I thought that was very cool that, yeah. that she suggested that. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't clicked the link yet, but I'm going to when, when we're done. So back to what you were talking about, Rafi. I have a couple things I want to talk about, I guess, before we talk about Monday's show. Uh, this, first of all, being a Patreon supporter is super important and fun and obviously Allison really appreciates it and needs it and she deserves it she gives us free content but maybe I'm a negative Nelly here about this Tim Carter fellow (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) my first thought was like wow that's awesome then my second thought is Lil Raffi did not get your due with the $50 a month that you were doing for how long you didn't get all the things that you were supposed to get (laughs) and there was barely a mention of it Okay, so I'm protective of my little Rafi, okay? So that's my first part. The second part, what did you guys think about the sentence that he sent in? It was, uh, I, you know, it was like, I thought it would be something super, it was, it was neat and cool that he, like, shouted out his friend. But I listened to that episode twice, and I didn't find it, like, extremely memorable. There's something you know it was like if if I was gonna say a sentence, maybe it's just me i I don't have anything like deep and meaningful to say. I'd probably just say something stupid and maybe attempt at being funny, but I just like yeah it was it was really, really sweet that he uh shouted out his friend it was Ethan right that was his name twenty five yeah. years friendship or whatever I thought that was really sweet uh 
so hopefully he listens to the show. But it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's you know, like if I paid 100 bucks a month, I'd go big, I guess. <laughs> well, Rafi, what do you think about the sentence? Uh, well, first of all, um, I'm not complaining about not getting my rewards. Because I think the only I other know. the other thing was just like uh, she would have recorded my outgoing or my voicemail message or whatever. But no one uses that. So uh, I don't know. And also, even though I haven't been pledging the 50 in a little bit, my name is still on the supporter page. So, I mean, I'm getting that for free. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and actually I should, I should check it because maybe he's on there now and maybe I'm gone, but um, also the, the sentence, um, not what I would have picked to say, but he seems uh, very self-deprecating. I think like Allison said, he's being too hard on himself. But uh, that's what people tell me, and I'm like, you don't know me. Um, so maybe he is a, I forget what he said, a, sa- a sack of water or something like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to him. Uh, anyone who's a, that big of a fan of Allison, you know, they deserve some recognition on there. Right. Uh, okay, so I have par- a partial theory based on the sentence. I felt like... I'm curious to know if he's going to still pledge after one month because it almost seems like let's say you were obsessed with someone and you wanted to send them a message and you knew they liked a show uh, and you could get that message on the show for a hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, it almost seems like that or like a cry for help or maybe I'm just, maybe I was just in a negative mood this morning when I was listening to it, but I did think it was positive. And then I, after I heard the sentence sentence, I thought, what is what's behind this? What's really going on? But I don't know. If he listens to the show, maybe he can let us know because I don't want to think negative things about this generous Tim Carter. Yeah, no, it was super cool. Also, that brings to mind. I think it would be a super if you knew that your person, like if you were dating someone and you wanted to to marry them, it would be a super sweet way to spend a hundred dollars yes. too. To uh, to propose to them on the podcast. <laughs> Close your ears, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really really cool. I'm I'm currently on her site, and my name is still on there. His is not, so maybe that'll change at some point, or maybe it won't change at all. But um, yeah, I feel like that's. I hope he does it for more than a month. I think I did mine for like ten months or so. I, a I, long time. It was it was a while, and I was like, "All right, that's that's enough." But uh, so hopefully he's doing it for uh, more than a month, or if he steps it down, that's fine too. But hopefully he just doesn't go away completely, because you know she needs those Patreon supporters. Exactly. I know. If I like, uh, I think what Lee said: if he won the lottery, he would definitely up his ante. And I think I'd like to get the the level where you get the sculpture from Daniel. I think it's like 500 and you have to do it three times, three months in a row. Something like that. Yeah. Cool. That would be cool. So while we're still on a little negative, uh, last week we didn't really talk about the fact. <laughs> I have to air my grievances. <laughs> I know. Is it, is it Festivus <laughs> already? <laughs> it is. It's always Festivus in my heart. Uh, last week we didn't really talk about the fact that Jason Horton was on the episode. And he was new to the Thursday show, or new to the show at all. And she doesn't usually bring people new on that haven't been... Well, I guess she does it both ways. But what did you guys think about how he fit into the group? 
I think kind of the fact that we barely, we didn't even mention him, that kind of speaks to the fact that he was kind of, you know, not that memorable. But I I didn't even realize that we didn't mention it until after we finished recording. I was like, oh yeah, there was someone else there. And I don't even know who he was because I feel like she didn't introduce him all that well. Um, so right. I don't know, not too much to say about him. But I mean, if he comes back, maybe he'll grow on us. You know, every time you're on the show for the first time, it's, I'm thinking about when I was on, it's like, you're nervous. These are all people that you don't really know. And it's a weird situation. So it's hard to judge him just from one appearance, but, um, True. And no, you're right. No she thoughts. didn't really introduce him or, uh, really give any backstory, but then she did kind of give backstory on this Thursday show about someone who, some comedian that emailed her and wanted to be on the show. And I'm guessing that it was him. I just thought that he was trying a little too hard. <laughs> Uh, not trying a little too hard. You know, you're coming to a new group and you're trying to figure out where you fit in and maybe you're over the, I don't know, it seemed like he was a little bit more negative, like asking, do we like this Jenna and Al? Like, okay, dude, like this, this is already a group that's set here. Like chill, sit back and like read the room instead of kind of, he seemed kind of antagonistic, I think is what I got from it. But he's other than that, you're right. We didn't really mention him last week. Oh, and he started following the show's Twitter feed, so maybe I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then the other thing we didn't talk about last week, uh, Larry Miller's new show that's coming out that's all about him dying and all of that. And that whole thing, it just really interests me, and I can't wait for that to come out. So I thought that was just something worth mentioning. Yeah, maybe uh, this Jason guy like started following the show, and then when, when you tweeted it out, he was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna listen, see what they said about me." And <laughs> nothing. And then it was cricket. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, oh well. Anyway, should we Tune talk about next my... week for the Ray yeah. review? <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for the eh, oh, um, review. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the whole show is just Jason Horton. Yes, please, or oh, please. All right. Should we talk about Monday with Mike Mitchell? I bet uh, Lil Rafi, you were pretty excited that he was on. Boy, was I. Um, <laughs> I I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I met him at PodFest, and I was trying to get um, Jenna onto the Doughboys podcast, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to have her. Yeah, I think I, I've heard of her. And then uh, never happened. And now that they're in Atlanta, it's definitely not going to happen. But um, yeah, I think I heard that Twitter campaign also where it's like, all right, let's get I don't even listen to that show, but I knew how much you wanted her on there. And it would be perfect that she was on there. Yeah. And and then also, like, you know, they did a Monday snack chat, which they don't usually do. And on the Doughboys, they have a segment called Snack or Whack, which is the same thing. So um it was it was a good guest, uh, and people seem to like his story. I think so too. I have never listened to the Doughboys, but and I didn't realize that he was also the actor who plays Randy on Love, uh, which I I love Love. I really like that show a lot, but it's it's one of those shows where you hate everybody in the show, but you still like to watch it because it's interesting, I guess. <laughs> but Randy's character is like he epitomizes the modern man like he portrays everything i think of with sorry to the millennials out there that i'm generalizing but that next generation of like overgrown children (laughs) that are out there yeah 
he just represents everything that I hate about the next generation, and actually a lot about my generation too. I think the slacker was probably when did the slacker was born? Probably in the seventies, right? <laughs> I don't know, but I I liked his story though. I like him being on the show. It's always strange to me when someone that is that self conscious and that uh, maybe insecure becomes an actor or has a podcast or does anything like that because you you don't picture that happening but he's pushing himself and he's made something out of himself which is kind of awesome i'll uh say that i have uh some friends that have anxiety and uh are are shy and have some trouble with crowds and a lot of them have taken improv classes to sort of improve that to work on stuff uh because in the class it's sort of like a safe space and you become and I think that's sort of a way that some people in certain groups work through that uh so maybe that's what happened with him is he maybe he got into it because it's sort of like uh from what I can tell anyway at least the, the group of people in Toronto that do improv are sort of uh they're like an outsiders club they didn't yeah. they all are people that didn't really fit in anywhere and uh, so uh, I don't know if it's like that in other places, but if it is, then it's, it sort of makes sense that he was sort of come from that group. Well, Rafi, so you mentioned that they did Snapchat for the first time on a Monday show. And when she announced that on Twitter, I was kind of like, eh, it's a Thursday show thing more to me, but maybe that's just because I'm used to that. So let's push the, you know, let's push the uncomfortable boundaries and put it on a Monday show. And he was the perfect person I would think to do it, but, I don't think that it turned out as well <laughs> in the long run. Because for someone that does a Snapchat of his own, he kind of was like, hey, I'm not going to try that one. And yeah, it's not for me. There wasn't a lot of elaboration. I don't know. What do you think, uh, LaRavi? So when she was uh, asking on Twitter or somewhere that she, you know, she was going to have him on, she wants to do Snapchat. So what, uh, what should they eat or something like that? I was like, they're constantly constantly complaining on their show about how they eat so much crap. They feel terrible. They're gonna die early, uh, and so I was. And also, Mitch is like you know trying to watch his weight uh, and trying to be healthier when he's not doing the show. So he is going to a trainer, like you mentioned. And then so I said, you know, they eat so much crap, and maybe you should give him something healthy or nothing at all. And then so she even asked him, like, are you on a health kick? And he's like, oh, I can eat whatever. So then I felt bad because I was like, like, she thinks I'm lying to her or something. But I'm like, no, they like always are saying how the show is going to kill them. And so, I mean, it's great that they did it. I don't think it was that big of a success. And also on their show, um, I don't know, it's, it's just different because they're really, because they do pass judgment at the end. It's snack or whack. So... Or they do uh they do a drink segment as well. Um and I feel like also he's kind of the I think uh his co-host Nick kind of takes the lead on the show, especially during that segment. So he didn't have that much to say, and I feel like uh she could have uh taken charge more, maybe. Mm, yeah. And forced him to eat the peppies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna eat them. Uh, I looked all of these up. The Peppies look weird. They're like a weird bacon chip or something. Uh, 
looks disgusting. I totally would have tried it. The strawberry gummy bear whatever thing sounded pretty okay. And then the knickknacks. I want to I want to get these for our next group, which will sound really gross on the air. <laughs> trying to eat these things, but I want to try them. They look pretty good. But the way they described them sound really disgusting, like a dog treat. Um, well, have either of you ever eaten dog food? Uh, <laughs> I've I've tried a dog biscuit before. Okay, is that like when you uh, when you go to the pet store and it's like they have like dog treats that are also like people safe or whatever? Is it like that, or were you just like, hey, uh, milk no. bones? I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> This was before uh, humans thought that dogs were also humans. So it was way back when you just had the milk bones in a box. And it had like the five different colors. There were supposed to be different flavors. And you tried them all. (laughs) (laughs) I was a fat kid intrigued by flavors and snacks. So like this could open a whole new world here. Uh, They were like dry and didn't have any flavor. And they had a weird... Now that I've had made, I used to make my kids food, like cereal, all like homemade. And there was this green, I'm sure you've heard of it, millet. I think you give it to birds too. Uh, I swear that was in there because there were like little seeds and it was a little waxy, not waxy, almost greasy. It was gross. Uh, Yeah, I tried more than one. (laughs) (laughs) What's, you have a preferred brand? (laughs) No, I, they were disgusting. I was just like, all right, I'm good. But much like I've shared with you before, thinking that I was a dog in a past life, uh, <laughs> I definitely wish I always wanted to eat canned dog food, but I never did that. So I'd eat like corned beef hash and pretend like that was dog food. It's pretty close. <laughs> it smells just like it. Uh, yeah. So either of you tried snacks that are dog, that are dog <laughs> for dog? Uh, not me. I what haven't. about you, Toby? No. No, I haven't, but I mean, like like you say, Lisa, nowadays, like, the, when I bring uh, Violet to the to the kennel, they have, like, cookies that are, like, the, the ingredients are peanut butter and, like, gluten-free flour and stuff. Like, it's, there's $7 or something, and I'm fairly oh. certain that they're better than the cookies that I purchased, so. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought point. about making homemade ones and just doing that because they probably taste much better. Sometimes I'll get my dog, like I'll get the cheap dollar store dog biscuits, and he's like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> I'll oh, just see them Violet's, in the yard. <laughs> Violet's super picky about stuff, so I probably should pick my own. Yeah, I think it'd be really easy to, but I wouldn't eat a dog's food. But I mean, their medication. If you share the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. I say go oh, for it. <laughs> go to the vet. Okay. Uh, my dog is really, 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 really nervous, and I think that she needs a high dose of Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Does do she drink out of the, the toilet a lot? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a story about someone that I know that eats dog food. Um. Okay, so my mom, <laughs> my, my mom, you know those, they're dog treats. They're like chicken breast things that are like jerky. Oh, yeah. So she'll buy those for her dogs. And every single time that she gives them a snack and she'll say, you know, sometimes I'll just throw them in the oven. 
and just eat them myself. And I'm just like, okay, if you're spending that much on a dog treat, you can afford a regular chicken for yourself. You don't have to heat up dog food. You're not like tricking the system. <laughs> Maybe your own anything. system. <laughs> You have to so, figure it's yeah. more expensive marketed for dogs than it would is for right. humans. So apparently yeah. the apple doesn't fall. The, the dog tree doesn't fall that far from the, the tree. <laughs> uh, tree? <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Uh, I agree with Mike Mitchell. So he's called Mitch then? Uh, yeah, his name is Mike Mitchell, but everyone calls him Mitch. So if I... There's a million thousand, a million thousand Mikes in the world. Is that why? I, I, I can't remember why, but I don't know. He said that all his friends call him Mitch, and that's because of the podcast. That's how I know him, because uh, his co-host always calls him Mitch. So if you hear me say Mitch, you know who I'm talking about. He and Allison both don't like water. I don't understand these people that don't like water. I love water so much, but I also love a good Coca-Cola with dinner instead of like a beer a lot of times. I'd rather have a Coke. And... That's what led me to drinking Jameson by itself because I would always get like a mixed drink. And then I started thinking, well, I want to enjoy this like Coke or I usually get probably a cherry Coke or something like that. <laughs> and I also want alcohol. So then I just started drinking them separately and then I didn't need the Coke anymore, but I still like them separately. I don't know. I'm insane. Uh, water, either of you? Like drinking it? Yeah, it's I drink quite a bit of water. Hatred? Do you have a hatred of it, either of you? <laughs> no. I did for a long time. It's well. It's funny that Allison's like it's in toilets. Uh, I I feel like water is like. I mean, obviously, it's essential to life, and I think water. Maybe the problem is she buys Dasani. Dasani to me is fucking garbage, but that's what we have at work, so I have to drink it a lot because I'm at work sweating my ass off, but. Um, no, I like water, and I know I should drink more, even though I feel like I drink a decent amount. Um, but no, n- water's good. She should be buying Fiji for her guests, though, just saying. Mm, Dasani is... Yeah, I support your opinion on Dasani. <laughs> so it's <they're>, terrible. <laughs> it's Coca-Cola's water brand. So, And then there's we have these like uh, like little barrel cooler things at work that are full of it, and it says the water that makes your mouth water. And I'm like, what a fucking shitty slogan. Like, who came up with this? People get paid. (laughs) No, it has... Okay, here's another thing about Dasani. Someone on her, uh, Allison's Instagram once said, um, stop giving your guest Dasani because it has salt in it to make you more thirsty. And I was like, this lady's crazy. I looked at the bottle. It has salt in it, but it says that it has zero milligrams of sodium. So I'm like, is this a conspiracy theory? Like, is this real? So now I just go around spreading false information. But uh, yeah, I hate Dasani. Quick side question here. Is the tap water where each of you are? Is it, can you drink it? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Okay. Because the tap water here is like very drinkable. I I figure like Canada has good water. Uh, Here in Colorado, I would say we have pretty good water. As far as I know, California doesn't have like their own real water source, right? So I would not want to drink their not. water not being filtered or something. So, but here in Colorado, I mean, we have the best water from the Rocky Mountains. Just saying. For sure. Yeah. I would just worry about all the pipes that everything goes through and everything. You have to have some pretty clean pipes to have good water. 
Sorry. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Last last question about Monday show. If you had to give up anything, burgers, pizza, or Mexican food, and I realize Toby that you're vegan, but that doesn't matter. You could get those all of those things. Burger, pizza, Mexican food, which one would you give up, Raphael? This is a tough question. This is like one of those things that would this is like one of those like dilemmas that would like make a robot like you know freak out and then just explode. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would kill myself, but let's okay. say I couldn't kill myself. Um, right. I'm thinking like obviously Mexican food is not going anywhere, so it's between no. <laughs> it's between pizza and burgers, and I'm trying to think. I guess which one is more unhealthy and I guess that would be pizza but can I still have a calzone mm. oh, I, w- that's I would say that's, that's like a folded pizza yeah well then I guess the burgers are gonna go whoa Toby what about you I mean first of all to your robot exploding thing did, did you guys see that video on Twitter where everyone's like you're worried about AI taking over and there's a robot like reaching for something and it ends up like knocking over a whole shelf full of stuff and then falling on the floor. Did you see that? (laughs) It's like some, some guy tweeted this video and he's like, everybody's all worried about AI and I'm over here. Like, and there's a video of a robot reaching for like something on a shelf and instead it knocks the thing over and then knocks seven other things over and falls on the floor. (laughs) It just made me, when you said, the robot exploding, it made me think of that. Anyway, but uh, I would say burgers because uh, the same way that I, I just think that like there's so much variance in what you're going to get in burgers, especially for me where veggie burgers are like, it's a pretty tough thing to, to there's only like a few I've had that are really, really good. Uh, whereas pizza, like even shitty pizza is good so i think i'd rather have that and mexican food is just like yeah like i said it's just there it's integrated into my life so much that i don't think that i could get rid of that okay before lisa before you give your answer i have two quick little things there is a video of uh, honda has a robot called osimo and he tried to go upstairs once and it just like falls over after like one step so yeah, I'm not too worried about the robots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, about the vegan burgers, have you heard of or have you tried the Impossible Burger, which is like a vegan patty that supposedly bleeds like real meat? I have heard of it, and uh, I forgot. Like I was in New York twice over the last year and didn't get it because I'm an idiot. But <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like kind of hard to get into the restaurant where it is in New York anyway. They they tried it on Doughboys and they do say that like it's as close as real meat is going to uh as close to real meat as you're going to get with a vegan or veg- vegetarian patty. But to me this still does not seem like something I want to like go out of my way for, but if you're vegan or whatever I can understand the appeal. But Lisa, how about you? What are you giving up? Definitely not booze. <laughs> Definitely not those. Hell no. Uh, of course, Mexican food. Like I can't live without Mexican food. If I if I could pick Mexican food for all three of the choices, I'd be totally fine. Um, but burgers and pizza are pretty fucking radical. 
I'd have to say I would lose pizza if I had to choose. I would almost just do a toss-up to pick one of them because I love them both a lot, but I think burgers are just a little bit better than pizza. I think pizza in my mind sounds awesome and it looks great on TV. And then I eat it. I'm like, that's really good, but it's not like a really good burger. So, yeah. I think the reason, I think the kind of deciding factor for me between the burgers and pizza is that most burgers are pretty much the same. Like I have to go out of my way to certain places to get like a really, really good burger. So I feel like that's why I'm just like there, but, but like you said, bad pizza is still good. I feel like pizza is more universally done well than a burger is. That's very true. You're going to have a better product across the board with pizza. With burgers, you get like there's fast food burgers, which are like preformed and stuff like that. And then you've got the like meat burger. But like you said, there's not a lot of variants. There's either you're getting the like, I'm just feeding my hunger style of burger, which is like a fast, super fast food one. Although we don't have in and out here, so I don't really, I can't speak to, but the, actually there's a ton of fast food restaurants we don't have here. So it's, but here the, the burgers are like fast food quick, or you get a good one. And those are the two options and they're sort of even. And I'm talking about the meat ones, not the, the veggie ones, which are basically all crap at fast food. Oh yeah. I remember when McDonald's had one for a minute and it was just like, eh. Oh, when I was so bit- bad. It was bad. And when I was a vegetarian, I would just go and get a cheeseburger with no meat and put fries in it. That was my go-to, like, all through high school. That was my thing. And then they came out with a veggie burger. I was so excited. I'm like, mm, I'll just take it the way I usually take it. Thanks. I'll put French fries in there. It tastes way better. So, Toby, have, well, you, oh, have you ever had... Oh, my God! We're not going to do this again! No, it's... this. I'm probably going to edit this out, but... Uh, have you ever had In-N-Out? I have not had In-N-Out. You're not missing think. much. Don't listen to these okay. Californians. Shake Shack <laughs> is the way to go, and they have it in New York, so go yeah, there, there and actually. have it. I did have that, actually. We went to the uh, Museum of Natural History, and then it's right across the street from there, the one is. Was there a crazy line? Uh, it was not bad. There was probably 25 people in front of me or something, but it moves pretty quick. When They've when you go to fucking when you go to In and Out, like no matter the time of day, there's like thirty five people or more. Like there's the cars are around the block. It's like and then True. and then the food is not even that great. The one in Texas is much better. The ones in Texas, I should say, because I've been to a couple, are better than the ones in California of In and Out. And I don't know why that is, but that's my experience. So it really okay. should be called In, and then at some point later out. I've noticed a decline in the quality since, like, I I was a kid or later on, like, in high school. They were so, so good. It was different. Also, well, I was a vegetarian then, too, so I would just get the grilled cheese. But but then later on, like, the meat quality, just the meat got really small and different. But I think we're just used to it. So it's still a really good burger for a fast food burger, but it's not, like, the end-all of cheeseburgers. And I don't know, Shake Shack was really good for, would you consider that fast food though? Would that be comparable to In-N-Out that they're always compared? That's, that's the big debate is that it costs more. It's not like a actual fast food place, but then again, that's that, but that's the argument people make for why In-N-Out was so good because you're comparing it to like McDonald's and shit. So, right. um, 
it's not technically fast food, but I would rather go a little out of my way and, you know, get out of my car to have Shake Shack than to eat mediocre uh, in and out I guess yeah, the I probably line... wouldn't because I'm a lazy asshole, but... <laughs> <laughs> The, like, yeah, you're like, right. The line is always like horrendous. But would you draw the line at fast food at like whether or not it has a drive-through or the way that they cook, which is like you have one person taking your order and you have seven people making your food? Because Shake Shack I, I is say it's drive-through, but then because could Shake Shack technically make it fast enough for a line? Is what I would say fast food would be. Either way, if they had a drive-through or not, you know. They seem to be pretty yeah. quickly, pretty quick <laughs> when we went, Rafi. Yeah, um, I yeah, I don't know what the difference between fast food and not, other than the drive-through would be. So, um, I don't know. I can't really say much about that. But I, to me, it's just it. They don't compare. Like one, I forget who men- who described it this way, but one is like really good for fast food, and one is a guy who was a gourmet chef who decided to open a burger place, and that's difference to me right and that's why i think i wouldn't compare them but they always get compared because of course in and out's gonna lose and well of course people are also what does she call it they have like a not a cult following but they're it's a religious thing like people like their in and out god must be lunchtime uh should we talk about thursday (laughs) uh oh sorry shall we talk about thursday yeah okay (laughs) oh Interesting. Yeah, can I say something? Little Rafi, did you listen back to the our last week's episode? Boy, did I. <laughs> no, it, it is, the thing with, with doing a show over Skype is that we can't see each other and we and there's a slight delay, so you're gonna step on people every now and then, but so it's not a big deal, Lisa. But I it made it made me laugh so much and maybe this is like shitty that I'm admitting this because I'm listening to my own show, but I've listened to that intro like like 20 times. <laughs> every time. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Anyway, I can make myself laugh. Isn't that great? Uh, yeah, there's a show. Allison's Embarrassing Story, Annie's Leave Behinds, David's Found Onions. Uh, we were her little fish and chips, which is I'm glad we're taking more food. It's like one of my favorite things ever that I don't eat. Because it's fish and chips, but uh, where, do, where do you guys lie on the fish and chips? Well, I think uh, there's not a very good... Probably not. <laughs> ...replacement for that. Although I did try some the other day that were, like, okay. But the, I wouldn't call them any better than fish sticks. And I remember good fish and chips oh, being, yeah. like, like uh, real good, so... Uh, I did love them at the time, though, with vinegar and so. Now, I do draw the line of vinegar. I love every kind of vinegar, except for that malt vinegar makes you want to fucking barf. I don't. How oh, dare you? That, that <laughs> smells so bad. It smells bad. No, I, but I definitely do tartar sauce, obviously, and lemon. And I I'll usually get, like, a remoulade sauce, a little spicier one. But more Rafi. Um, fish and chips are fine. I gotta have like real British style fish and chips like wrapped in newspaper because just whatever I've had here, it's like, how do I know this is authentic, you know? So, I mean, it's fine, but this just makes me think, how does she come up with the carb and we still need your system to be implemented, Lisa? 
I know. Should I just do it? Like, how am I going to do it? Maybe we should talk about this not when we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hash it out. <laughs> uh, well, we already hashed out the whole in and out Shake Shack thing. So might as well know. Uh, when you're here the next time, I'll take you to our favorite uh, British pub. It's uh, the old ship, and they have really good fish and chips and shrimp and chips is amazing. Shout out to you, Brittany, where I stole some items from the restaurant for your house. <laughs> uh, um, where was I going to go? Oh, I'm so glad that David's back. He's great on the show. Annie Letterman <laughs> is something else. I think she's really funny, but she's so, she is so much. <laughs> you know, the first time I listened to the episode, which was Wednesday at midnight, uh, my time, uh, I was in a sour mood and I hated her so much. I was in a bad mood. I'm like, oh my God, I, I cannot tolerate her. I was so mad, but I gave it a re-listen last night because I, w I didn't want to come into it being like, this episode was terrible, so I re-listened, and I, I was in a better mood, and then I found her really funny, so it's like, I guess that's probably how she comes across. <laughs> You're like, Jason Horton, Tim Carter, Annie Letterman, all go fuck yourselves! <laughs> oh, that was yeah. just... <laughs> uh, I, I do like her. I think she's really funny. I just... It, it is... Sometimes it's a lot to take... When everyone on Allison's show is usually... They're self-deprecating, but not in an aggressive way. And they're funny and kind of easygoing. Or I don't even know. It, she just seemed very different than anybody else that's on her show. But I do like her. It, it's kind of a... Maybe if I re-listened again, I would have that like, okay, I can handle this. You know, there have been people that I've met. And I'm like, God, how can anybody be friends with this person? And then all of a sudden I'm like, I love this person. <laughs> I think the reason that Annie is so polarizing is because everyone else on the Thursday show is like kind of lighthearted and kind of nice for lack of a better term. And she comes on with a very like cynical, like kind of darker edge to her. But that's kind of what I like about her. So it just the contrast between the two styles is kind of jarring sometimes, but I do think that she's very funny and, like, her and same with Molly McAleer are some of my favorite people <laughs> because of their style of uh, humor. Same with Chelsea Peretti. Um, so I think that's why some people, I don't know, it's like, it's like if you're, you know, you're drinking a, I don't know, you're drinking, like, water and then you accidentally grab, like, a, like a soda or something and, it, like, the difference in taste, like, freaks your brain out a little. Yes. And I think that's yes. kind of what, what happens with, with guests like these. And I think you're right. I think it is the contrast between the people that are usually on and her. And I think maybe if she was paired up with maybe like a Molly, imagine Annie and Molly on the same show, it might be a whole different dynamic. Because Allison really, I don't want to say she's like a, what are those lizards that change? Chameleon. Thank you. She is I think to be a good host, you have to be kind of a chameleon. You have to, you can't be constantly going against everything that's on your show. You just kind of meld with everybody and what the, the room is feeling. And I think Allison's good at that. Like with uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, you know, they're 
pretty polar opposites, but she kind of goes where he leads her. And I think that's a good sign of a good host. Yeah. Opposite of that iTunes comment person, of course. But uh, yeah, I thought, I think, I think Annie is just being misused here. But I still like her. I think she just would flourish better, maybe just by herself. <laughs> you know, I think uh, David Huntsberger has like a, he's, he's, his voice is really happy and like nice and he comes across as nice but like a, a lot of his words are like he's good at being mean in a very positive funny way uh so i think that like i thought the pairing on the second lesson again i thought the pairing was good because he jumped in to sort of lighten it up a little bit but still keep it weird yeah i don't know the second time around that's uh, while we're on the beginning of the episode i had I was kind of upset that Jeff reused the same drop thing because I always look forward to when Allison says, hi, Jeff, and then she he does the thing and he did the same thing again. And at first I was I upset. I didn't but... even take note on that. And I almost thought, I think I in my mind I thought, well, it's similar to what he did before. There must be something different. He wouldn't warm up old shit. Apparently he did. <laughs> Uh, he did, and that's because he went again. <laughs> uh, and right. at first, I was like, "Oh, geez, that's weird." But then his drops for the rest of the episode were so good that I was like, "Okay, that makes up for it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, the cat, the cat discrimination, cat drops were amazing. Yeah, maybe he was working so hard on that that he's like, "I'll just just throw out the one from last week." <laughs> yeah, you're right. Went to that first thing that he does every single time is like it's probably one of the funniest parts of the show even though it's just a short little part i look forward to it every time especially the way that allison is like hi jeff because she knows it's coming now <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's always perfect yeah yeah the, the cat discrimination thing is so funny i think he pinpointed it perfectly and of course they talked a little bit about it on the monday show and I think, right? They talk about the Monday show and on the Thursday show. And yeah. Colonel Jeff was saying that dog owners have a one-way rivalry. <laughs> so yeah. I used to have this when I was a vegetarian. I never talked about it, but meat eaters were so aggressive towards me about, well, why aren't you eating meat? What's going on with you? Oh, you just blah, blah, blah. And they made like this huge stink about it where I was like, I don't really care what you're up to. I'm just doing it for myself. Like, I'm not talking about it. It's for me, whatever. And it was the same thing with cats and dogs where, like, literally my neighbor yesterday asked about our dog that got eaten by a coyote. And I was just like, yeah, it sucks. Our other dog's doing better and all this other stuff. And I was like, I would have fucking died if it was one of the cats because I'm closer to the cats. And that sounds shitty, but, like, you're closer to whatever you're closer to. And he's like, eh, cats are coyote food. I'm like, okay. If I said that about a dog? People would shit their pants. <laughs> or a baby. Or a baby. It's just... Or a baby. I just understand the speciesist people that are... I don't know. But the way that, that Colonel Jeff was just like, hey, man, we just like what we like. I Everybody's cool, man. And the dog people were like, dogs are better. We're better. <laughs> uh, but that the whole drop thing was really funny because it always comes up and he's probably like, okay, I don't really want to talk about... My cats anymore. <laughs> because he's on the losing end. Like Annie's like, well, dogs are better. 
Uh, something else from the beginning of the episode there is Allison, when she was listing things that they were going to, like she was giving her thesis statement for the episode. Uh, she's like, I want to talk about a dressing, salad dressing or something. And then she never talked about it. She dropped it as like a juicy story and then never talked about it. Do you guys God, I don't even remember that at all. I, I, that's on the re-listen I made notes. I mean, I have a ton of notes about the Thursday episode. But uh, uh, Did you need to keep that out to her? Okay, I've got ranch dressing insult, question marks. I have seven question marks after it. Because <laughs> I made I a know. note at the beginning of the episode on the on the re-listen to, to listen carefully about her talking about it and it never happened. Possibly because they went on that half-hour story about the underwear which was funny. I I don't remember the ranch dressing thing. Um, I'm I haven't re-listened yet, so I'm gonna do that probably today. But um, you say it's not mentioned at all, so you should tweet her about it. Um, but on the subject of the cat thing, I recently tweeted out uh, because September 9th was the last day that Dustin Goot was on the show, um, and on his episode he did the Dustin quiz. If you remember, we used to get quizzes about every Thursday show member. And also, that is the same episode where the cat controversy started. And it was just a coincidence that they uh, happened to be talking about it again. But I was like, maybe someone on the show re-listened because of my tweet. But I'm just, uh, I'm just delusional. <laughs> I have a note, since we're talking about the cat thing already, I have a note here that says, is there a podcast called Podcats? Or paw like P A W cast. Actually, there is. There, um, I knew there must. Renee's be. Renee Culver. Her other show, other than Can I Pet Your Dog, is the Cuteness Podcast. Oh, uh, there we go. Ah, uh, what was the first one, one you said? Is, is they're not original. So that's <laughs> true. I still am holding out for the pod couple with hashtag Al and Greg Heller. Ooh. I think we all are. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, we need more Greg. I was thinking about him this week. I'm like, God damn it. I really miss him. I miss him being on the show. Yeah. I really do. Uh, so David's back from Scotland and two things. He met an Alison Rosen fan there who bought him some pints and like hung out with him, which is kind of awesome. Shout out to you, Lindsay, who doesn't listen, but that's rad. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then the... Uh, <laughs> The asshole Scottish guy that called him a color-headed cunt. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like, by the way, I'm always that person that is like the collateral damage person where I'm just like minding my own business somewhere and someone else gets mad at someone else and then it gets thrown at me. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's like him. A color-headed cunt. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Is that the opposite of a ginger? Yeah, maybe. I think that was the intended uh, insult there, but okay. So I don't know about you guys, but I never heard anyone called a ginger outside of like uh, UK people saying that word until some South Park episode. And now ginger oh, yeah. is like well, the number one slur against redheads. And it makes me mad. Cause I'm like, you're just calling people gingers now is like an insult. Like this is a, uh, this is old news to me. So I, I don't like the word ginger for some reason. And I don't like that. That's the only way to describe redheaded people. Be original. Come up with some new insults, people. I, I call them gingers. 
that's better. <laughs> I just my like wife and I like to joke because, like, that, in that South Park episode, they talk about gingers not having souls, right? Is that the one you mean? Yeah, I don't watch the show, but I just remember hearing about it. Yeah, that I, I know the episode you're talking about. I did watch it at the time that that episode aired, and. So, like, I, I forget how it came up, but for years we've been calling them gingers. And when they, like, whenever someone who's a redhead, like, says something even remotely off base, like, we look at each other and we're like, fucking gingers. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's so mean. And we're, we don't actually hate redheads at all. It's uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. I have lots of redheaded friends. <laughs> <laughs> so such of my best friends. <laughs> uh it is a weird i don't like the word ginger either unless i'm eating it i don't i don't even think of it in the same context but i hate it as a slur it's gross uh yeah redhead or dna challenged i don't know something i'm just kidding (laughs) damn it that's gonna have to be cut out Uh, (laughs) if you're gonna do that cut out mine too please (laughs) Let's fuck it. Leave it all in. We love red. I've got lots of redheads in my family. So deep down, you know, my first boyfriend was a redhead. See? See? And his name was Robert Lee. (laughs) I bet that doesn't surprise anybody. (laughs) Okay. David talked about being surprised that people weren't as Scottish as as he thought. Yes. And I have a friend who lives in Glasgow and... Uh, I've met, like, I've hung out with him a few times when he's, he goes on tour. Uh, so I see him when he's nearby. And uh, he, when I talk to him, he's got an accent, but I can basically understand them. But the last time I hung out with him, his other friend from Scotland was there. And when they talked to each other, I was like, I have no, I caught maybe six or seven words of their conversation. But when the, either of them talked to me, I could understand them perfectly. So I think they turn it up when they're talking to you're each right. other. It's, it's like when you're around your brother or sister and you have your own language and it kind yeah. of changes a little bit. But I, I would have expected them to be super Scottish too. So I'd probably be like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that they, like, they get used to speaking to people who, who might not understand their right. issues. We want, to, we want you to scot it up, you orange-headed cunts. <laughs> 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 uh, so on both episodes, Monday and Thursday, they talked about ASMR. I first learned of this from, I think it was the, was it the Molly McAleer episode? I think that's where yeah. Allison first learned about it. Yeah, I think so. It was someone, it was a female guest. And it opened my eyes to all new things, which I have not looked into these videos, but my daughter is obsessed with wanting to make ASMR videos. And I'm like, here's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, like she wants to do it because she thinks it's cool. But I'm like, you might get exposed to some can of worms or a can of wieners, perhaps. So now every, like, she makes homemade slime every single day, a couple times a day, and she wants to sell it on on Etsy, and she has all this, she's obsessed with it. 
But now she's obsessed with getting her nails done and like poking it. And she's like, ASMR, not everything is ASMR edition. She'll like tap them all. She's like tapping on the wall, ASMR edition, or like every single thing is ASMR all day long. I'm like, you might want to not look at any of those videos ever. <laughs> huh. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't Just know how to explain her. it to those creeps. <laughs> Just tell her if you like that, you should check out Vor. <laughs> oh my god. Is, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> She's only 11! <laughs> I am kidding, obviously. <laughs> I wouldn't even tell my 17-year-old son to look at that. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, ASMR, it's a weird thing. I, I realized there are certain things as a kid that I liked. I remember my teacher, like whenever she would pass out papers or just shuffling papers, I remember I really liked that, but I never really put it together. I wasn't like getting off or anything, but I was just like, wow, this is cool. Like it's a cool sound to it. It was just pleasing to the ear. So, but chewing and like food noises, no thanks. Yeah. Good on that. Note. Yeah, the node on the chewing. I like rain. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, yeah. does ASMR work on either of you? Just I the rain. I, I, Not sexually, you, but like calming. What do you mean by work on? Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember like um, a long time ago when I first found out about ASMR, I looked up some videos and I'm like, it's, it's kind of soothing because you're just like talking quietly. But, like, I, I don't remember what the sound was, but I remember one video almost worked on me. Like, I felt like my brain was so close to tingling, but not quite. So, um, it So, I guess it, I mean, potentially could work on me, but it doesn't really. So, I was just wondering, is there, like, certain sound that does do that with you guys? You know, I do get, like, I... Not sexually. I get excited when I hear the rain because we don't get it that often. So I'm like, oh, I love the rain. I love the sound of it. It's, it's peaceful and relaxing. But I don't think I've ever had a brain tingle. Like Jenna has that. She yeah. loves that stuff. And that's why I thought, okay, if Jenna's into it, then there's a possibility that my daughter can like get into an, a niche where it's not <laughs> sexual. But then how do you guard her from all of that other stuff? I don't know. <laughs> Turning comments off on her YouTube videos. <laughs> Yes, 11-year-old yes. does ASMR. I'm like, no, no. You know how popular it is for people to put their, their age on their YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, God. The ASMR that works for Lisa. Someone gently tapping on the outside of a van's box. <laughs> The sound of a battery powered <laughs> vibration. The gentle whirring. <laughs> In that case, I definitely could get a brain tingle. Oh, by the way, have you? Oh, I was going to ask you guys this question. Have you ever had a toy go on when it's like stowed somewhere for a while and all of a sudden you hear it going? I'm like, oh my God, my dildo just told on me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm guessing that's a no because you guys aren't. No, but. There's uh, a, an electric razor. I've had them go off in bags before. Oh, yeah. I have an electric quote-unquote razor, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Jenna and Al, uh, two things. On Monday's episode, Allison called them assholes. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. But yeah. for a movie, I'm like, okay, well, then I'm sure they're going to listen to that and be like, oh, that's nice. 
Uh, and then their update. They're in the Hurricane Irma is hitting hitting their city apparently, and that's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. But it was nice to hear from them. It's always nice to hear from them. Do you guys still enjoy it? Or Rafi, can you take it or leave it? Just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> um, I, I've discussed this with uh, some people, but their show is one of those shows that I put on when I'm getting ready in the morning, and it doesn't matter if I miss something because I didn't really miss anything. So I was listening to today's episode this morning on two times speed, and that's perfect. It's over in like 15 or 20 minutes, and... Um, I get I get to catch up with them, but I didn't really you know miss anything. So I I mean I still download and listen every time, uh, but you know I I like hearing their updates as well. You know I I want to know yeah. what's going on with them and that they're okay in, in the middle of this hurricane. I like the fact that like I listen to the SNS, or I have for the last few months as well, uh, as and I like that sometimes. I like hearing the same story. Like sometimes on the update, they'll talk about something that just happened. And then on the episode it they'll that they record, they'll talk about it a few days after or vice versa. So sometimes you hear them talking about something like in a frenzy on either the update or on the episode. And then you hear like a, a more calm version or like a different version of it on the other <laughs> one. I like that. But uh, that is true. You get expanded version like the whole story on their show which is neat yeah and i think for me because i listen and for anyone who listens to to both shows sometimes i do find the updates somewhat redundant because now i'm hearing an hour you know 110 between the two episodes of theirs per week so when i hear the update it's like just extra but i understand that if, if you aren't someone who has time to listen to the other one, that uh, that the updates would be a nice way to... Keep updated? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As That's per the name. I feel. I haven't, yeah, I haven't really listened to their show for a while. Uh, now that I don't have to listen to all the Twin Peaks podcasts anymore, I'm starting to kind of, okay, I can start listening to all my other shows again. And I haven't listened to Larry Miller for so long. I, I'm backed up, I was backed up for like a couple of years, I think, but I erased a bunch and I kind of, after last week, I thought, God, I want to start listening to him again. So I started listening and I listened, the episode right before he was off of the Corolla Digital side of it. So I listened to that and hearing that Corolla Digital thing in the beginning was like, oh, jarring. And then the next one, it was called Going Indie. And he's talking about doing his own thing and that Colonel Jeff is with him. And on, I don't know if it was that episode or the next one after that, they talked about, they don't say any negative things about Chris, about Dr. Chris, but I thought it was funny a couple of episodes ago that he was insolving clogging, or last week's episode, uh, as per Larry Miller, and on an early episode <laughs> after the changeover, he said he's going to space camp. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be curious to see like if every episode if he's done gone somewhere else and that just becomes a joke, that's, I thought that was really, really funny. So it's a great show and I love, and it is the show that I can go to sleep to. And like you said, Rafi, I might not miss certain things, 
because I'm not into poetry so much. So when he reads the poetry corner, I kind of like, oh, it's not my thing. But I like hearing the jokes and I like how he does the same thing every time. And it's a short episode and his voice and he's got good stories. So and the fact that Colonel Jeff's in the room with him doesn't hurt. <laughs> Still waiting on that fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyhow. Wow. Let's talk more about the podcast I listen to. Yeah. Uh, the peanut harrowing horror story that had Allison, Daniel, and Elliot in the ER was fucking crazy. Uh, did she tweet about it at all? Because I feel like that'd be something like, holy shit, we're going through this right now. Or, I just missed it, but that's crazy. I think at that point, she probably wasn't thinking a lot about social media. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I've had my share of ER visits and... Most of the time, I'm. it's about a five-hour thing. But when I actually had a real emergency, because a lot of times I would go thinking that it was something and it wasn't. <laughs> like, let's say my arm was numb for like three days. After a while, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I need to go figure out why I can't feel my arm anymore. And apparently it's anxiety or something. So that's cool. But <laughs> That's cool. No biggie. <laughs> what else? Crippling anxiety. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, you're an invalid now? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there were a lot of things that I had to go for that were not life-threatening, but I was, like, really scared. You know, it all seemed to be anxiety-related, apparently. But when I shattered my wrist, they put you in a whole different waiting room. So the next time I went to the ER and they just put me in, like, the schlub, like, Oh, you go into uh, room A or section A. I thought, all right, this isn't serious. They don't think that I have whatever's going on. Like, I think I thought I had appendicitis. <laughs> uh, my daughter had that. And I mean, I was in pain and everything. And then they thought that maybe it was just like uh, stones or whatever. So there. anyway, they didn't put me into this other waiting room. So I just asked to leave because I was just like, I know it's not an emergency now I can go. And I don't want to clog up the system. Like it seems like everybody does. If you go to the ER, it really is a leper colony down there. And the way that they described it, it sounded like table nine from the wedding singer. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that reference, but uh, yeah, it's, it sounded really horrendous. And to make you wait with a child I feel like that's just torture. Yeah. But like she said, she must have known right away. Like if all the, you know, uh, I think part of it is like the way that she downplayed it to probably cost her a thing. Like if she had said, I'm concerned that my son had an allergic reaction to peanuts, they might have maybe that fast forwards it or whatever, or they, they might've been able to do something right right there you know what i mean to be like oh this is they look for symptoms or whatever and they say he's not having any symptoms currently and then you get put back in the sort of long waiting pile but uh it just seems like there there seems to be i don't know a difference obviously if it's clogged up you you take the first most you know most serious cases first and every time I've gone, I've seen people there where I, I know that they just have the flu or something that's not, that people just don't know how to use the medical system. They don't know that they just need to go to the doctor. So yeah, now the ER the is here. just, 
yeah, so it's just crowded with a bunch of people that are just going to get everybody sick, and it's just, the whole system is shitty. But anyway, I certainly felt for her. I never had to do anything like that. I would have just been freaking the fuck out, I think. Yeah, I totally would have been. I mean, to me, it doesn't, I don't, I guess I don't know that much about child allergies, but vomiting doesn't sound like a thing to me. Usually I think about rashes and hives and trouble breathing and stuff like that, but I, I mean, True. I, know. I, I certainly wasn't going to tweet her and be like, it's no problem, says Toby. Yeah, walk it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. You hear about those stories where we went to the ER, we weren't looked at, and my child died, or something crazy like that, where you don't want to poo-poo it because everyone else is not calling it, you know, serious. Because what if it is, and they're just too busy, or they overlook something? Yeah. Uh, It's just, it's a whole scary thing that you're in there, at their mercy. But thank goodness, he's all better. Uh, Hopefully he doesn't have a peanut allergy. That would be a real bummer. It is a bummer. Do your kids have any allergies, Lisa? No, I, you know, my daughter was lactose intolerant for a little while. Um, I wonder if it's because we didn't really, I didn't really give them milk when they were younger. I kind of raised them as vegans when they were first, the first maybe, I don't know, five years. So you set them in the backyard to graze? Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) With the rats and the chickens. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So maybe I didn't really introduce them to milk as much. I just didn't believe in it. And So now, you know, she, she would, she, I don't know, it comes and goes though. So I I don't think they have too many allergies. I try to introduce them to everything when you're supposed to. I don't think you're supposed to introduce peanuts until like they're a year old though. So, or peanut butter. But that's been, that's been one of those things that's changed over the, like she talked about that, right? Like they were like, oh no, you absolutely, they're saying now the problem is that you, you, you should introduce it earlier. And then they're like, so they're flip-flopping on it and no matter what you do, someone's going to tell you you're wrong, like pretty much everything in parenting. So it's, I feel for her on this because she had to understand that, or she has to feel like she did the worst thing ever, I'm sure, because she frets over it. Oh, everything. yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, why does this have to happen to her? <laughs> yeah. Just have an easy first year, please, or for an easy pregnancy. Everything has been hard for her. It just really sucks. Yeah, I really but... hope that, because uh, she takes the same medication that I do, so I hope right. that so I hope that that is helping her anxiety in general. That's what they prescribed me after my arm went numb. And okay. it miracles for me, but I yeah. I didn't ever go back and get any more. I haven't had that problem since, but yeah. it's been yeah. mismanifested in so many other ways. <laughs> so many other fun ways. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should look into that. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I'll wait till Monday. So, <laughs> I, speaking of having a, a rough go of things, so Allison's trotted out this old story again, but I fucking love it, and I love that, I think trotted out this old story sound really shitty, sorry. Yeah. I love the under the period underwear story, Axel and leaving it, and the fact that her name was written on, like that whole story I think she shared that in the old Thursday gang. So it's nice that it's brought, it's brought back to life again. And her sad underwear, like the whole thing. I feel like she and I have the exact same childhood and adolescence. Like every single thing. I, I relate so much with this. I 
also had an experience. My mom did not write anything in, in any of my underwear. But long before there were Spanx, there was some other kind of like spandexy things. And so I was wearing those and my, <laughs> I had a real crush on my next door neighbor. In fact, I mentioned this during the watching hour episode. Not this story, but <laughs> my link to Twin Peaks came through this guy. So he asked me to come over and I had that like girdle type thing on and it was period stained. <laughs> and him and I like we had never like made out, we didn't date or anything, but I had a crush on him and he wanted to hang out with me. So I was like, okay, all systems go. So I'm at his house, and then I have this feeling of, like, what if we start doing stuff? I need to take that thing off and put it somewhere. So I went to use the restroom and put it in the bathroom in the cabinet. And then I somehow I ended up having to leave. I think his dad came home and was like, hey, what are you guys up to? And I was just like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. So I left and left my period state girdle in his bathroom. <laughs> And I remember him bringing it up again. Like, Larry is like, yeah, you left, like, your underwear or something. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just pretended like I didn't know what he was talking about. So I feel for her. I feel like this must be a common thing. I don't know why we all keep, as an adolescent, you'd be mortified for someone to find your stained underwear. Why the fuck would you keep them? I don't know. Like, we all do it. It's, I think every girl has a story about this. So, I didn't date that guy for like 10 more years, though. So, it did pay off eventually, and I never brought that underwear thing up again. <laughs> that would have been a fun story to revisit. Either of you leave your underwear anywhere stained? I don't think so. I had I have a, a note on this story, but not, nothing from my personal note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear the note. <laughs> When I, th I thought it was really funny when Annie was like tearing this guy to shreds for being all weird about it, and like, and but when it was like you or L, I was guy sounds like the. Do you remember that show Where in the World Is Carmen San Diego? Yes. You guys have that there. Yeah. So you know how the person's like Carmen is in the country that is the biggest export is the coffee beans. <laughs> I'm like he sounds like he's, <laughs> he's the host of that show being like. The clue you left at my house starts with a P or a U or an L. <laughs> that was so why, why confusing. Like, what are you doing? This is a scavenger hunt? I'm just telling you. That's exactly, God. exactly what, Yeah, why are you, like, the way that he did that? I'm like, what is his problem? Like, And both times that she's told the story, I've wondered if it was the guy that I was friends with that she dated. Um, but Because he did have kind of long hair, but I don't think he was, like, Mr. Calm Carl guy. I, he, I, I don't know. That doesn't add up, but I'm curious to know what year this was. It was probably earlier than that. But yeah, that's really weird. And the fact that he's on her Facebook page now makes me want to find out who this dude is. The, this story is like a, like an oldie but a goodie. She, I think the first time she mentioned it was actually on the Crab Feast podcast. And again, I'm, You're right. I'm, with, I'm with Annie like I'm every time she brings this story up, I'm mad at this guy because I'm like, first of all, like, why are you making a big deal about this? Second of all, it's like, fucking be direct. Don't be like, like you said, like, oh, it starts with a P. What do you think <laughs> it is? It's like, you know what the fuck it is. Stop playing coy. Quit being a fucking douche. 
And I, I feel bad for Allison, but at the same time, she shouldn't feel bad. Like, maybe this is just me growing up with two older sisters, but it's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's I how I feel. That, I think that you guys are in the minority, though, because dudes are freaked out by it, which... And when we all go through our, like, trying times, it's, like, the worst time ever because you're going through puberty and you're already, like, everything is crazy. So now you have so much shame built up around it. So I think it's cool that there are guys like you that actually are just like, hey, it's normal and, like, that guy can go fuck himself. Because <laughs> I think that's a more healthy view of it. And it's definitely caused a lot of... I know I shared on here on my Twin Peaks Festival... I was horrified by what had happened, and and that's a rarity. But like Annie said, like she's like, yeah, I bleed on stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that more I don't see it more everywhere because accidents can happen very easily. And this is just reminding me of um, oh, God damn it, uh, Ali Siegel and her uh, Instagram account. I wonder if she's still doing that, but yeah. I, it's been mentioned before, and I forget who said it, but somebody said if guys had this, they would never shut up about it. So it's yeah. it's just like, grow the fuck up. Like It's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing, even though if it happened in front of a, like one of my girlfriends, I would still be like, well, that sucked. <laughs> like, that was just like, fun. But it's, I don't know. It, it is weird. I mean, what did cavemen do? They just... Do like how dogs are? They just let it go everywhere. <laughs> okay. I think we should ch- switch gears here. The iTunes comment of the week. Number one, everyone out there not only should support her on Patreon and every other sponsor, but you need to go to iTunes and give her five stars because that puts her rating system or whatever. I don't know. She rates... Holy shit. Sorry. Her rating system... Oh my god. Everything throws me off. One little thing. Uh, it helps her rating. Is that is that better? <laughs> have you guys left five stars yet? I know I have. And yeah. I didn't think you can update it, so I think I want to update it. But if you guys have, then, then kudos. I haven't, but I should. Rafi! <laughs> like I mentioned before, I'm like, I, I feel like I can't write a review that's good enough. Uh, where it would... The title should say Legacy for Starters. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but I, very early on, I left one for JMO Patrol and for Sorry Not Sorry. So, I mean, I'm doing something every now and then. Uh, yeah, I think we had maybe five or 14, between five and 14. I haven't checked. But when we first came out, when JMO Patrol first started, uh, they were, I think we were number, I forgot where we were in comedy, like, 50 something like i got a screenshot of it of course it's never going to be there again it was just because it was new and it was whatever it was ha- however it works i don't know how it works but anyway that was really exciting for a minute i'm like oh my god we're ahead of like the dana gould hour it was so exciting <laughs> but really didn't uh, earn it but uh the itunes comment the negative one it, the guy's a turd go fuck yourself um the positive one I am also super jealous of the people that get to be in the Mommy and Me class with Allison and Elliot because I wonder like who these people are. And as she said, right? Comment was you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is definitely Lisa. (laughs) And I thought the negative one was uh, like Corolla (laughs) because it's like talking about being. Yeah, 
that's like an old Corolla dude just like, oh, I'm just going to take time out of my day to post on her page because I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, for but sure. I don't know how she handles that. If I read that kind of stuff about myself, I would just be like, cool, thanks. I'm just going to go hide in a hole now. <laughs> but she, you know, props it up and puts, shines light on it. It's like, hey, everybody. But that also led to the fact that in their daddy and me or family and me or whatever class that they take that there's a listener in that class that eric fellow so i would shit my pants if they walked in and were like well we're doing a mommy and me class together so they probably started going to mommy and me because she talked about it so much Uh, i rented a kid i see i see the only just uh, the only other note i have here is they talked about going to montreal uh and how they were mean for not speaking French and as a Canadian I can say Montreal hates everybody they hate the people that speak French because it's a bilingual city and a lot of the rest of Quebec is purely French so they hate the French they hate the English that city hates everybody but it's a beautiful city and I recommend going there oh sounds awesome (laughs) yeah the food is amazing the culture is amazing it's an old city it's like a European style city which most of Canada is not modeled that way, so it's like, it's nice. It's sort of old and cobblestone streets in some areas, and it's really pretty. Oh, that sounds really cool. That's up my alley. Yeah, yeah. it's neat. The just the people in the stores can be a little bit. So they're going to change their name to Country All. Country All, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shall we talk about JMOs? All right, Little Rafi, did you pick any or one? Um, I didn't. I'm looking through them right now, um, so you guys can go ahead for now. Yeah, I didn't really pick one. I, I have comments about some of the conversations that got started by a few of them. So, Toby, did you pick one? Uh, yeah, Monday, I think, Demian Cordova talked about eating sunflower seeds to keep himself awake uh, while driving late at night. I think that was... I think I'm yeah. correct. I'm sorry, Demian, if I'm wrong about that. It just reminded me of i used to drive a lot late at night and all the different techniques and the truth is none of them really work that well i don't think like the window down and they'll all work for like a couple minutes but one time i was i used to work super early in the morning and i lived in toronto and i drove down to baltimore overnight with my cousin and uh i didn't I, i worked two jobs and then uh, drove and I helped keep uh, my cousin awake to drive and then his friend who didn't have a license was like in the back and then when it was my turn to sleep we were crossing the border so the guards were like harassing me because I looked all groggy and weird they thought I had drugs so I never really slept and then when it was my turn to drive they both fell asleep and so I was driving from like three in the morning until eight in the morning and I hadn't oh. slept in 24 hours. And I remember waking up to the rumble strips on the highway. Like, oh, God. And, and I was like, this is just, I'm amazed that I made it through that. But there was no sunflower seeds or amount of coffee that was keeping me awake at that point. But I'm so happy that nothing worse than rumble strips happened. No kidding. I anyway, definitely that... like the smacking the face thing, like just try and wake up. Yeah. But. But they also said it is so strange that once you finally get to where you're going, all of a sudden you're awake. You know, it's like you're 
hypnotized or something. Just like I can't stay awake. You well, get home, brain, like, I'm up. My theory was that my brain, because I felt the same thing. Like, I think my brain won't allow itself to go asleep right away because it's saying, if you can sleep right away, then you shouldn't have been driving. Whereas if it convinces itself, okay, if you're awake for an hour, that means that you were awake enough to make this drive. Whereas if you like can crawl out of the car and into bed, that means that you were that close to sleeping, which is lying to yourself, basically. <laughs> Very true. Did you guys just hear me cough? I put it on mute. I didn't know if you heard it. No. Okay, good. But keep that in just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure because I know there was one time that I was like blowing my nose or sneezing, yelling at Georgie, and I had the mute button on, but it was still recording. <laughs> like, uh -oh. all right, somebody's lost their mind. Uh, Rafi? Um, on, on the subject of that, JMO, um, I am very sleepy all the time, and but when I drive it, it's worse, I guess. Um, and before me and Rachel lived together, I would have to drive an hour to Longmont to go see her. And so sometimes I would be, you know, either driving there or driving back, and I'd like be getting sleepy and I would call Megan and we would talk and that would keep me awake. And it's funny because Aww. it you just need your brain to be doing something. So yeah. like literally I would I would call her and then we would just start chatting and it was like, you know, I'm like fresh as a daisy. But um I never thought about that. That's a really good idea. I've had people do that to me and now that I work nights, people know that I work nights, so they'll call me if they're in this similar situation because they know they know that they can count on me being awake. Yeah, exactly. Especially because Megan's an hour behind me, so it, it works. It's not crazy late for her. Uh, and so she's like literally probably saved my life. Um, but um, I guess I the JMO I kind of liked was from Isaac Sorrell at Isaac underscore Sorrell. I wonder if the actors, especially kids in horror movies, ever get scared watching their own movie. Um, I, I guess it would be like, if you're filming some kind of weird horror movie, it would be kind of scary if you're a kid. But, uh, like Daniel said, I'm more concerned about the movies where like these kids are, they're very young and they're, they have to like, I don't know, maybe do like a, not exactly a sex scene, but you know what I mean? And, or like, especially if they're like, you know, calling their co-star like you know they're calling them a fucking cunt or whatever it's like you're like eight years old i yeah. do always think about that like what do they go home saying that or like how i am curious about that because they probably have to say it like 300 times a day and what parents like cool go ahead and say fucking cunt and you're eight i i don't know it is i think about that as well the, the scary movies i do think about that i think when you're filming something, nothing's probably really scary because a lot of things are, are filmed out of order and like, you know what I mean? You can edit it together and then watching it, I can imagine they probably don't. I always think, oh, that kid's never going to watch this until they're an adult because this is way too much. I think for the most part, they the way that they film it is they'll do like a cut shot type of thing you know like they'll show the kid's face in the in a scary movie situation i mean they'll show mm, the cut shot yeah. of, of the kid saying their line and then the kid leaves and on another day they film from behind like you know, like a mannequin or a little person or something with the as a stand-in to do the like worst stuff that yeah th that's what i've heard is the process for that anyway i have a, from what i know 
that uh, and podcasts and stories that I've heard. That's how they handle that with kid actors and horror movies. But I agree when it comes to saying things, I don't know if they have them say like country or something and then they just like <laughs> edit it out or but for the most part it really looks like that is the kids cursing on that situation well, so they brought up louis ck's joke about the schindler's list kid who has to say fucking jew or whatever and yeah. it also made me think of the show that i talked about watching a couple of episodes ago that better things which someone on the facebook page had mentioned it a while back because Pam Adlon says this is nervous in that show. And then a few episodes later, her friend said this is nervous. I'm like, what the hell? But uh, Lucy K is also the producer on this. And the kids, like the little girl, the episode I just saw, she's probably, I think she's eight. And she said, fucking pussy or something like that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. An- another reason I feel like uh, a kid wouldn't be scared, like filming a scary movie, is because it's hard to get into like the, like actually believing that there's you know a clown in the sewer because there's like thirty people standing like five feet away. Right. You know, there's like a guy with a microphone above you, and there's like three people with cameras. You know, so it's like it's hard to really get into it, which is amazing that these kids are such good actors with all that going on, you know? Well, I didn't pick a JMO, but I just wanted to say that I agree with Daniel. Raw Onion is the narcissist of the vegetable kingdom. <laughs> uh, I can appreciate onion if it's cooked or I'll put a little pickle on it if I'm going to be putting raw onions in anything. And Colonel Jeff is talking about the adult onion and the baby onion and saying who rescued who. I just about died. That made my day. <laughs> but uh, I think that's a good place to end it. How do you guys feel about that? Good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to say rest in peace, Glenn Campbell. Shout out to you, Leanne. Uh, it's like a rhinestone cowboy. So if you want to be part of this awesome show, this sad underwear show. <laughs> <laughs> I really do have some sad un- Anyway. <laughs> Email com. They're less they're less sad now. And let me just tell you, I've I've upgraded. Uh follow follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. Little Rafi, where can we find you? You can find me at RMC Guitars. Go and buy a shirt on Allison's site. Please send me a picture, tag me on Twitter. I wanna see it. Hashtag Legacy Club. And Toby, where can we find you? Oh. At a Tim Hortons? Uh. Oh, God, never. <laughs> That's actually something I was going to talk about during the... I've never really understood that places that... Why people accept shitty burgers when there are options, better never. options. You sounded American when you said never. Just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. Never! <laughs> I'm, pretty close to, I'm pretty close to the border. The uh, But Tim Hortons, I don't understand why we take pride in it because it literally tastes like burnt anus. So <laughs> it's uh, I would never drink their coffee unless I, it was the only option. But anyhow, you can find me at T-Melt and at I hate Tim Hortons. No, at uh, Tobart on Instagram. At Burnt Anus on at Twitter. At Burnt Anus on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> Don't look that up anybody because I'm sure there's an account. Probably. Uh, well, I'm so excited for PodFest. It's coming up. Everyone needs to go. I'm mad that Bruce by Don's not going. I think everyone needs to meet you, Bruce, by Dawn, because you're awesome. 
but I'm excited to meet other people and see friends that we haven't seen for a while. Becky, Trice, everybody. I'm so excited to see everybody. So uh, next year for sure, Toby, you've got to come out. It's, it's too much fun. So yeah, be here or be square. That's a, way, a really good way to end the show. <laughs> Brittany, I fucking love you. Thank you and good night. <laughs>